So 561 Music now has a hotline. You can call us anytime at 561-203-9122 and ask us any questions you like, um, you know, some humorous ones or something about um, the guests we've had on the show or questions about gear or questions about the festival or anything you like. Um, it's, of course, 561 203 9122. We would love to hear from you. Um, we did a pretty fun little message, so you get to hear that too. Um, even if you just call up to listen to me and Hector trying to do a good phone message, that's a good enough reason. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you, so uh, please get in touch. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. And how are you doing, sir? I am doing fine. And this is take two for those folks that don't know. So I'm still doing fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we just recorded the whole podcast and then we said one word. No, we didn't do the whole podcast. We just did the intro. We had a technical glitch. Yeah, yeah. So um, I wanted to ask you about what you've been doing with this house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we purchased a house um, that we are are flipping. So I've spent the better part of the last, uh, I don't even know, four weeks, five weeks now. I don't even know. Um, just working on this thing. You so know. blurred into one terrible yeah, long day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like coordinating contractors, you know, roofing guys and siding guys and, you know, doing yard stuff and painting and fixing things and replacing cabinets and installing appliances and And you're quite good at all that stuff anyway aren't you pretty handy i mean i am now (laughs) (laughs) if i wasn't i'd i mean you know youtube university is a wonderful thing yeah for real man (laughs) everything that i'm like i need to do this uh youtube (laughs) you know what the the thing about stuff like that is there's very few things that you can't do yourself the problem is the first time you do it it always takes you 50 times longer than the second and that's really what it comes down to is you have to weigh out you know what is your time worth you know yeah you know and so you have to figure out like you know as as an artist for example i'm a hundred dollar an hour artist so is it worth for me to do something that's going to take three hours that i could have paid somebody 50 bucks probably not yeah <laughs> so, totally. so it just depends yeah no absolutely depends. um and then this weekend what were we doing this weekend i can't even remember well we played friday night up in vero kilted mermaid oh that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that was a good time man it was fun yeah but, it always is up there yeah and then uh, Saturday, uh, we played the Backyard Bash, Ricky's uh, Long Live the Scene event. Ricky's Backyard Bash was really great. It we, was cool. We were the first band on, and there was still a bunch of people there already. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Um, we were the first band because we had another gig to get to. Unfortunately, we had to scoot out of there kind of rather quickly. But, um, but yeah, it seemed like he had a good crowd there, and, and it was building already. And then from what I understand, it, it got pretty filled up. So Yeah, and then there was the... Uh, Senior Citizen podcast was there from Miami. Yeah, Sen- Senior Citizen. Oh, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, it's not Senior Citizen. I know with S C E N, it's like scene, as in the music scene, Eeyore oh, Citizen. I guess I don't know. It is. That's is how it they do. It's scene, like a pun. Scene, yeah, Senior Citizen. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now I get it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're friends of ours, and um, you know, on socials and everything, and they want us to come down to Miami and do a podcast with yeah, them. Yeah, that could be we, cool. And we would love to. And if you guys are listening to this, we will be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Not 100% sure when exactly, but we'll get down there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cool. And then uh, it was 
Dust in the evening. Dust, Dust in the evening. And that was really cool, man. There was a Billy Joel tribute playing in uh, downtown in Abacoa there. Yeah. And uh, on the big stage out there. And, and we were playing at Dust. And uh, I guess about somewhere about the tail end of our second set. And then for all of our third set, like the Billy Joel tribute ended and hundreds of people like just descended on the street there. And we had just had this huge crowd of people chanting and cheering. And I know it weirdly works in our favor because I know you were a bit worried that like, oh, no one was going to be there because everyone yeah. was watching the thing. Yeah. It was, and, and, and it I started say, out, I told you so, yeah, I, I mean, knew it was going to be great. It did start out slow. It did yeah, start out yeah. slow, but yeah, man, it just like all of a sudden there was like a zillion people there and they all like, we're cheering and clapping, and you guys are so good, and you're wonderful, and that bass player is so hot. Nobody said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> nobody said that. Um, um, maybe my wife. Um, but, yeah, no, it was fun, man. It was a good time. Yeah, absolutely it, it was. It was a good time, man. So we had a pretty solid uh, weekend of gigs. I, by the way, this shirt, right, you can't see the back. Um, can Gold, I... Golden Juice Company? Yeah. It's like this real rock and roll shirt, right? But it's for like a juicery. <laughs> oh my god! You play there, right? You, yeah, I do. Yeah, solo. and the yeah. guy who runs the place is really, really nice. So, nice. so if anyone wants to go and get a juice sometime in Juno, you should go to Golden Juicery. This is an unsolicited ad for Golden right, Juicery. Right, right, right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right. So, so, so um, yeah. So uh, the other thing is, we um, at the top of the episode now we are yeah. Instead of at about, the end, we're uh, we're talking about uh, five six one music. So five six one music dot com gets you to uh, all of our um, at past episodes. It gets you to all of our socials. It gets you to uh, basically everything. It even gets you to Killbillies, believe it or not. So yeah. um, 561music.com. Yes, 561music.com. Um, also, you can follow us, uh, like, subscribe, follow, all that kind of stuff on all our socials, especially YouTube, our YouTube channel. And all of those are at 561musicpodcast. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Like and subscribe, guys. I know it's boring and everyone always says it on every YouTube video, but it, it but, is important but for do us. it. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So we have Kenny Fisher from Ambush here. How's it going, man? Not too bad, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, no, it's a pleasure. Um, so uh, how was the drive up? It was a crazy stormy night, wasn't it? Yeah, it's one of those things you have to navigate with caution on I-95. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I left early and made sure. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, for you. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's, thanks for coming all the way up here. Um, and uh, I know one of your buddies was going to try and watch it live, weren't they? And, and found out that it's it's not a live podcast. But one day we'll do a live one. Yeah, that'll be special. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like feel like we could do a live one, but then that just throws in so many other factors. Actually, um, Justin um, in this room used to do. You remember in 2020 when there was like a million live streams going on? Mm-hmm. Um, Justin capitalized on that, and he was having bands come in here and do live streams. It was really cool. For a while, every Sunday, there was like this live stream series. It was rad. Yeah, everything was shut down. There was nowhere to play, so people were coming in here and doing live streams for their fans, which was really cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, that was an interesting time. Just we were all kind of worried whether we were going to ever play live again. Yeah, anyway. yeah, <laughs> yeah for doubt. real, man. Doubt. So uh, where does the name Ambush come from? All right, so Ambush is an extension of some emotions that I had, an event my son lived through a uh, school shooting at Stoneman Douglas, and um, I really felt it was important. It was a desperate time both for him and his friends and really for all of us at that point. So um, I was really just trying to channel my energy into music, which is all I've ever done uh, when I wanted to be emotional. So um, it is actively a sound of hope both for the trauma of that event and the trauma of all events we go through sure. and the ambush on a daily basis of 
uh, of just the way the world is nowadays, you know, unexpecting attacks, really. Yeah. Sure, yeah. from anywhere. So, um... That's terrible. I'm so sorry that happened to him, and it was it was a it was a, a tragedy. Um, and uh, I think if there's any kind of silver lining, it's that you're making art. You know, like based on uh, on this trauma. Yeah. Well, music is always therapeutic. So I mean, you know, it's a it's a good way to it's a good way to deal with the emotions of of an event like that. You know, it was something that I really needed to do because I was suddenly just overrun with emotions that I had never had. Sure. Know? Oh, I can't, um, yeah. It was just, it just hit so hard and so fast that, you know, I was just kind of looking around like, wow, not only is this what the world is coming mm -hmm. to, but my son was just in the middle of, yeah. you know, this event. And, you know, ultimately just um, being really proud of, of the way that he handled it. And just what I wanted to do, hopefully the, for the future, was just, yeah. you know, put a band together, go kick some ass, and just really start to enjoy the things in life that are important because we're only guaranteed today, really. Yeah, I mean, nowhere, nowhere near that, um, you know, that level of, of type of event. But, like, um, I probably it was about this time last year. Um, I remember. Yeah, my daughter uh, my daughter goes to Dreyfus, and about this time last year there was that incident where the gentleman drove his van onto the campus and they chased him into the campus and, and the police ended up, you know, unfortunately ended up having to kill him. Um, and, and he was shot in, uh, in the... Uh, whatever it was, the um, refectory. Like, uh, not, I keep wanting to say stadium, but it's uh, gym in the gym. Okay, um, you know they, they they shot him in the gym and stuff. But yeah, I mean it's the same thing. You know, getting that phone call that this is happening and the school's on lockdown and my daughter's there and stuff. I, I you know I went through a ton of emotions that I had never experienced before, and that event was nowhere near what your event had gone through. So I can't even imagine. My heart goes out to you, man. Like I, you know, I can't even imagine what you went through. So. Um, but I'm I'm happy that uh, that sh that you have an outlet like music, you know, an outlet like that to to be able to to, to get your emotions uh, out. You yeah. Know? What kind of emotions ha did you go through? I'm just curious to know. So uh, so first of all, it was really you know it was my son first and foremost who was just in a massacre. You know, who just mm -hmm. basically arbitrarily lived through a couple hundred rounds going through his classroom and. Um, just meeting the other kids that were in the classroom. And, um, you know, after this was over, we went to a gun rally up in Washington. And just to hear the stories of people who were under siege, um, you know, he if you'd like to read anything about Sid and his experience, you go to Parkland Shooting Sidney Fisher on reddit.com. Okay. Right. And you'll see, I mean, people from who had fought uh, tours in Iraq, uh, people who had come from World War One were trying to reach Sid, you know, just to talk to him yeah. about, you know, I had done, you know, service for our country and never was under siege like that ever. Yeah. And yeah. especially without my weapon. Sure. Right. So um, it was just interesting to see he got, you know, people from Columbine, people who had been through this and know what it's like to have trauma basically yeah, in their life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that that was a really healthy part of it. And he's doing good now. Great. And um, we'll never forget the fallen, bottom line. Yeah. But for now, it's about the music and Ambush and me pushing this forward. And Great. So, um, yeah, a Ambush is uh, about four years, right? Right, four years in the making. Yeah, cool. Um, so uh, how many people are in the back? I mean, it's basically you, right? Is the, the, you're, the, you're the epicenter of it. You're the, the meat and potatoes of the band. Yeah, so I, I write the music. And I basically play, you know, the instruments in the uh, studio recordings. Right. But um, 
basically I've put together just a great group of guys down in Broward County who are the tops on their instruments. You know, when they're available, you know, I give them the music. We go out and gig, and they interpret it, and we've just gotten a really good response. Nice. You know, in a, in a swimming upstream where, you know, the majority of club owners want to hear, you know, either a tribute or a, uh, you know, a cover band for the guarantee. Oh, yeah. So, but um, I, I have a business. I, I, I chose to funnel a lot that I make in the business into Ambush, and, uh, you know, we're going up. So what, what do you do when you, um, when you, uh, you know, like you said, there, the the fact remains that there's a lot of businesses, a lot of clubs, a lot of bar owners, and and you're right, they want the cover bands because the cover bands um, are going to play familiar music that the patrons are going to be, you know, liking and stuff, and they're going to enjoy, um, and it puts you know butts in the seats and it puts dollars in the cash register, so. Um, so when you say that, like, you know, you're, you're kind of swimming upstream here, basically, you're, you know, you're fighting the norm, um, and you're playing some of these places. Are you playing, um, are you just doing like these 30 minute sets or an hour sets with other bands, other original bands? Or are you going in there and playing three, four hours like a cover band would play? And, and how do you navigate all that? So I've just, from the beginning, wanted to do 30 minute openers anywhere, everywhere we can, right? you know, to just get the majority of people around the state, you know, to hear us mm-hmm. and to hear that there was something, you know, different that they had an option for, whether it be an opener for a national act or what have you. Yeah. Um, we've played at the OCC twice. That was really, you know, a, a great experience cool. to play some bigger venues. Victor Lima up there really liked us. And um, we continued just to, you know, knock on the door of um, bigger venues, bigger places, Yeah, you know, and that all comes to a bunch of factors as far as just being uh, a a good band yeah and then yeah. being a good band that has good music yeah and then being good at your social media yeah yeah sure yeah. and just being in the right place at the right time you know it's no absolutely so what, with the um the openers um have have you got got any interesting people that you've uh, supported so far okay so we haven't really been able to um crack into national you know, acts at these places. But the bands that we play for locally down in Broward and Miami, you know, they are on their own levels, you know, bigger bands. Sure. Yeah, sure, yeah. 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 No, that's a lot. You know, that that's a a pretty good way of doing it. And um for years and years and years And years. When I was in Sonic Boom (laughs) Six and one more years. And one more years. (laughs) When I was in Sonic Boom Six, my old band, you know, that that was the the name of the game, you know, we go on tour and do these and open for big bands for like, you know, a month. It's quite difficult because you, you don't make any money doing that, but it's definitely the way to spread the word, you know. When we were young too and we didn't have any money of our own particularly, it was like <laughs> we were just living on like, you know, crusts of bread, and, you know, like yeah. nothing, shoestrings. I lost an unbelievable amount of weight, <laughs> but it was still fun though. Um, but you're right, that's the way to do it, you know, getting in front of big crowds. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I think you're onto something there, my man. Um, yeah, so uh, when it comes to writing the songs, um, what does that look like for you? So really with this group, Ambush, and this theme, it's strictly about me talking to my creator, just helping him and me get through you know these traumatic nightmares that I keep having right. from this event, and yeah. it just it doesn't go away. And what it does is it really activates a lot of uh, addictive behavior. Sure. That on a daily basis needs to be put into check. 
Right. And to this minute, it comes in hard every day. Yeah. You know, because there there's simply something to your nervous system when it gets shocked. You know, it's like a rubber band. It never goes back to its ultimate yeah. elasticity. So it's it's one of those things that, like, you just basically have to monitor it and limit trauma yeah. in general. No, I hear that, man. And, you know, I, I'm sober, so I can totally relate to uh, to addictive behaviors. You know, I'm riddled with them. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I know I... I, I know what you're saying there, 100%. And and it, when you have, like, in your head, like, a reason to, yeah. you know, go down that route, like an excuse, kind of, then, you know, you'll take it. You know, you'll be like, oh, poor me. You know, it's the poor me thing, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, that's a, uh, you know, I've fallen into that trap before, you know. It's like, I was, it, it's like, oh, I, I have to escape because this or that, you know. But then, of course, what ends up happening is, you end up making yourself feel worse and um, it doesn't do what you hope to do. And then yeah. you also start, it makes you feel, it, it undermines your, your self-respect too, you know. You start digging yourself into a hole. It's a, it's a lot of You really try and lower your self-esteem so you could pummel yourself on a daily basis yeah. to substantiate that it'll be okay now because you're not feeling what you really feel. So. yeah. It's okay for that until you wake up, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you're obviously a very um, good musician because you're playing all the different parts on all these songs, singing, playing guitar, playing bass. I don't know if, if you played the drums on them or if you programmed the drums, but um, the, uh, the, the question I have is uh, what did it look like when you were young um, in terms of you learning how to play music? Like, um, Did you have lessons when you were young? Were your parents supportive? What, how, how did you get into it all? So uh, when you say I was young, I'm going to give away my age now. Because, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you know, at that point, there was no other option but to listen to a record yeah. and just keep trying to play it and hear it. And then, of course, there'd be the guy in your high school that had it all down already. So you'd bring him over your house to show you the licks and what have you. And we'd just be ripping off lips, you know, licks just to, like, kiss and Zeppelin yeah. and Sabbath and I was like, at that point, I was like feeling very comfortable. How old are you at this point, like playing Sabbath and stuff? Like, how, how so old? So let's let, let's say fifty years. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so is is this when you this when you're sort of a teenager listening to Sabbath and stuff like that? Uh, I'm gonna say even younger than that. Right. But, uh, cool. Nice. Yeah, definitely through nice. the teens. Did your did your parents uh, did your parents support you in your musical aspirations? Yeah, my my parents were very into it just because when your kid's good at doing something, yeah. they get to show you off. Oh, yeah. You know absolutely. what I mean? So when they had the big party, you know, sure enough, I came down and laid down some Tom Petty or what have you, yeah, John Cougar, yeah. Mellencamp, and they were happy. They looked good, you know. Yeah, so there you go. Your kids, you know, pay a dividend. It's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. No, you know, but... When you're the musician in the family, you, you you know you get wheeled out for every occasion under the sun, don't you? Like, um, I don't think I've gone to a wedding and not played at it in thirty years, maybe ever. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty of it, right? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. if they asked me to start doing uh, long range al al uh, algebra problems, whatever, I could not hold my weight in that area. Yeah, that's you a know? fair that's point. So funny, my mom. My mom will be like. 
you know, we'll, we'll be at an event or something and somebody will have a piano or a guitar or something. And my mom's like, oh, Hector's a musician. You, Hector, come here, play a little something for them. I'm like, mom, I'm a bass player. I don't know how to play this stuff. <laughs> I can't play piano. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's a nice out. Yeah, yeah. You really want me to sit there and like just play a bass at you? Right, yeah, right. right. <laughs> she meant well, I'm sure. Yeah, bless her heart. Um, yeah, so uh, when you're re- writing and recording these songs, um, do you go uh, – have you been going – have you been recording stuff on your own in your house or have you been going to a studio? Okay, so that's uh, – you know, on the technical end, that's definitely not my thing. Yeah. I like to, I like to, to write the music, the melody, play the, the tracks, and yeah. then I want to sit down and work with someone who really knows how to engineer sure. and chop things up. And, and maybe offer up, you know, a, a suggestion, yeah. something like that. And, and and I found a very good team in Nick Marino, Denver Cooper, um, down at his studio at NZM Studio. Right. And um, the tracks that we'll be releasing this summer and are releasing now are at Nick Marino Studio. Where's Where's that at? Down in Broward? Or? Yeah, it's in it's in Davie. Nick Nick sings and plays keyboards with Ingve Malmsteen. Yeah, okay. and he's just a really talented guy on the uh, the digital end, and you know. Nice. I just have full trust in everything we've done together, really. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And I've heard the recording, well, uh, a couple of the recordings, they sound great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, when you were at home prior to uh, going into the studio, how much of that, is it all in your head or do you, or do you, or do you have kind of like, do you, uh, A, do you learn like the bass parts and the guitar parts and all the different parts or... Um, or do you just go in the studio with the, knowing the guitar and then you can kind of figure it out on bass? Um, th- that's my first question. And um, my second question is, are you going in there with like a book of like notes or do you just memorize it all? Yeah, so I, I like to just lay out the arrangement of the song on an acoustic. Yeah. You know, just lay the whole song out exactly how I hear each part. Yeah. And then I want to come in with the drums and the rhythm tracks. And then I can really think about my melody lines on the electric guitar after all that. But okay. I like to lay that down from the bottom, yeah, like yeah. a house. You know, so part of the writing process is actually happening in the studio. Yeah, a okay. lot of it is okay. just like I said. It's just the arrangement is what I like to get first because right. you can move things around. But after you get into all of it, it's a lot harder to move yeah. it around. Sure. Yeah. Are you, um, and, and when it comes to the drums, are you programming them on the computer, or are you playing, or are you playing like electric drums? How, which way yeah. So basically, on some of the tracks, there are elect, uh, electronic tracks that are you know from loops and right. various drum sources. Yeah. And then I have uh, multiple drummers who come in and lay, you know, um, both on a roll-in kit pads yeah. or on a live drum set. Interesting. And I, I like mixing it up honestly because. Um, you can reach different genres, yeah. Okay, of music when you use a little electronica in there, sure, and it opens up different doors. So yeah, yeah. You yeah, want to try and no hit doubt everything. about it, man. You ever play with uh, Patrick Johansson? Yeah, I know Patrick, yeah. and um, he uh, is the double kick master. He's yeah. ridiculous. It's just that <laughs> that's a god given. I talent. love that guy. I worked with him over at um, yeah. the school yeah. for like five years or so. Yeah, he's a special kind of drummer, and um, I mean, he speaks for himself with who he plays with, you know. Yeah. Oh no, of course, of course. I, I'm just curious because you said uh, you, you're working with uh, Nick and stuff. That yeah. Figure, figure it was that in that same same circle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah good stuff. So, are All you good, brother? Are you practicing your instrument um, 
like do you do you still kind of sit there and and practice like outside of writing songs like just for your technique yeah so my thing is my guitar is in my bed i just have a very big bed <laughs> when i'm done playing with it i put it to the side oh there you, you go know? and when i wake up it's there for me Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I, when I pick up my guitar, I could play something different every time. But either way, I'm going to run off some very, very choppy rhythms. Yeah. You know, to just really get both hands working together. And um, from there, you know, sky's the limit, honestly. That's cool. Do you, do you um, play scales? So my thing is I'm not a shredder. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I just learned really uh, solid rhythms from a young age right. and like to play combinations of leads and rhythms at the same time. Sure, yeah. But 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 I'm not a, a shredder or a, uh, right. you know. That kind of like real that super style. Yeah. Laser focused, like, yeah, yeah. There, 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 there'll be very stuff. minimal guitar solos or anything on any of these songs. Right. You know. Who would you say is um, some of the influences um, musically on the on the music you've been making? So a lot of it is old school rock funk. I'm going to say Kiss. Um, right on. Yeah, Ted Nugent. Okay. I'm going to say you know Powerhouse, The Who. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah. You know, cinematic rock. And um, nowadays, I really like nothing more. Yeah. Okay, just a nice big combination of some electronica, Linkin Park style, just. Really good lyrics. Yeah, cool. So I, I'm I'm really I'm really down with the new sound as well. Nice. And, uh, try and put that into there as uh, you know, a lot of detuning and stuff. You know. To, sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> I remember the day I first discovered Drop D. It's like a uh, my life changed forever. <laughs> it's like and light bulb went ping. <laughs> so many more possibilities. What have yeah. I been doing? Totally, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've got all, all of these influences on your music. You're writing your songs um, at home. You're taking them to the studio. And how many songs do you have now? So right now, for Ambush for this record, it's ten songs. Right. So I want to finish these in the next six weeks. Get them mastered and get these. In the next these six up. weeks, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah so man. we just work real fast. You know, we get yeah. it down. It's not a uh, you know, once you get that process working with somebody, it just um, it's so much easier to work with somebody that is on the same wavelength you are. You know, you can get things done just so much faster. Yeah. You know. No, that's great. So um, when do you plan on releasing the album? So it's going to be out in August. Right. We're really excited about it. We got a bunch of really good gigs coming out. Um, really want to play the Shake and Bake yeah. okay, on June 10th cool. with Ricky and the Shake. Yeah. That's going to be great. That's at uh, Swamp Glass, Swampgrass Willies. Yeah, yeah. And then on June 17th, uh, we come back to um, Premier Billiards in Coral Springs. Okay. Which is really a uh, like an up-and-coming, really big establishment. Yeah. It's a big place, and they just have a lot of younger pool players. Right. So you get to play your, your music in front of not just your fans, but a lot of younger people that might not – uh, be there to hear rock and roll. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but the coolest part of it was Premier Billiards. I'm going to give them a plug right now because we played there maybe seven or eight times as an opener. And then finally the owner walked up to me and said, forget all that Zeppelin. I want to hear more of those originals. Yeah. And it took took four years to get to that point. Another owner down in Broward County, I won't say the name right now, but has said the same thing. So the doors are starting to open. Hell yeah, man. And, and we've been, you know, 
we've been relentless. No covers is what we do. Yeah. And um, it's, star- it's starting to uh, see some daylight. Well, one of the ways you can do that is is to bring a package to the – because obviously obviously, if you if, if you can't play three or four hours – you're you're not the same thing as a cover band anyway. But quite a lot of venues will do quite a lot of venues will do um like if you bring like three or four bands, you know, you take yeah. the same money that, that they would uh give the guarantee to a cover band and kind of split the proceeds between you. And I you know, we we've done that a bunch down here and it works really well, you know. Like have you have you tried to do those kind of gigs where you sort of bring them like like a a package of bands like that? It's funny you say that. Just for this premiere gig we're going to do in two weeks, we brought in one Rebellion. They're a great cover band covering all 90s grunge into today, and um, they're just really good guys. So bringing that package to premiere for, with the owner knowing that, yeah. um, they do like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a nice way round the side, you know, like um, because we play, we can do hours and hours of covers, but we much prefer to play originals and we're also all of us in, in original bands outside of Kilbillies too. And, um, so, you know, so if we want to do gigs like that, um, we've done that a few different places. We did it at Guanabana, didn't we? Yeah. We've done it at Colonies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm doing it, uh, on June 3rd at, uh, at Swampgrass. Uh, right. my, my other that's band. like what Swamp does. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's my, you know, it's my other, uh, my other band, Euphobia. And yeah. so we put a night together, you know, there's three bands playing and, and yeah. that's, we're showing up with three bands. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Listen, you know, it's, the, you got to take both sides of the owner and as the musician. You can't always just think as a musician, like, I need that owner to give me yeah. more. Yeah. You need to figure out how you're going to show that owner that you're going to bring him more so you can ask yeah. for more. Yeah. Never to mention that your tip jar, get, get, get your money from the people that are enjoying you. The yeah. owner is already paying you. You know, start to learn how to really work that tip jar. You know, and get each guy in the band, you know, another X on each yeah. show, and, and and motivate them. Yeah, it's always it's always a fine line I, I find when um you know when you're when you're dealing with these venues because, you know, like you said, the owner or the manager or whoever whoever's booking the bands, you know, whoever's running the place, um, ultimately they want you know people in the in the in the facility. They want people there, and they want them spending money on the food and the booze, um, and so. You know, as a venue owner, I can see where they would want the band to bring people because it's just it 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 exposes people to their you know to their venue to their food to their cuisine whatever it is um, that maybe weren't wouldn't have come otherwise but maybe they're your fans and so now you're bringing them you know to them. Um, but the flip side of it is, and this is where I'm always like, yeah, you know what? There, there there are two sides of this though. You know, the flip side of it is is that as an entertainer. It shouldn't be my responsibility to fill his venue or their or her venue. It depends it, on the. It, it should be my responsibility to entertain the people that are there and keep them there. If you're a cover band, yes. But then, if you're an original band, it's the other way right, around. Right, 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 right. But that's why I'm saying, like, it, there's this weird like line, and you kind of have to almost straddle the line. You and know? that's what that's you need Kilbillies to, is a perfect yeah. example of the band that straddles the line because it's kind of both of our responsibilities. Because sure, we're, we do see ourselves as more than a cover band. Sure, know, sure, so. sure. And that's the thing you want to bring people because you want to have these fans and and you want to build this this uh, um, rapport with your fans and. And you want to, you know, you want to build a following essentially, yeah. and so you, and you want these people to come out to your shows and stuff, and and then you do have something to offer other than just your music. You know, you ha- you have you know a legitimate fan base to offer these venues. Yeah. Um, 
But I always make that argument of like, you know, is it really the band's responsibility to bring people? Well, I don't know. You know I don't it, know. There's it, a fine if, line. If they're propping yeah. you up in the corner and they've got sports on, you're really just like a, a wall ornament, then no. You know? But like if it's like a if, – if, if, if the main event is you, yeah. then yeah. But in all fairness – we are in the hockey playoffs right now, so if they have sports on, I tend to want to watch the sports while I'm playing. So it works out fine. <laughs> For me, it works out fine. <laughs> Listen, you guys know, I mean, you're doing a great job at this show, honestly. Um, Thanks, man. I appreciate this it. This is a strength in numbers game. Like anybody who makes it in the music business, even to any level, whether they formed a wedding band, you know, and they make $50,000 a gig or, you know, they're, they're, they're an original band that really yeah. never make much money. Either way, it's a strength in numbers game. You can't do it yourself because you literally need the inertia of other bands yeah. and sounds and people to hear you. So if you want to stay stuck, then you just isolate and try and bring your crowd or you try and work with other bands and feed off each other. Yeah, and absolutely. Then you've got a much better product you know, for the owner as well. Well, and that's and that's really the that's really the whole point. I mean, we've been doing this for two years now, and that's really the whole point of why we started this show and why it has had you know the success that it's had and the longevity that it's had, um, you know, and why people like Ricky doing the backyard bash and and uh, the shake and bake and 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 doing things like Long Live the Scene, which is real similar. The, you know, the the mission of Long Live the Scene is real similar to Five Six One Music, and it's just to bring the local music community together. Yeah. Um, you know, Ricky always says. Um, you know, Ricky always says it, it shouldn't be a competition between bands that we should all lift each other up. And if we're all lifting each other up, then suddenly we're all at the top together, you know, and that, yeah. and, and, and that's really a true thing, you know, yeah. smart um, man, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, that again, that's always been the mission of five, six, one. That's the mission of, of, uh, long live the scene. And, and that's really the whole point is just get guys like you the exposure that you know that you need and that you deserve to get your music out there and to put your stuff in front of people and to, you know and, and to, to help you build that fan base so you know that's yeah. and the other part of it that I found was really important too was um you know going out and supporting these other bands yeah you know like literally letting them see you there getting to know them 100% especially as an original band trying to like find every you know avenue you can to even get gigs but um, just getting to know players because ultimately the respect does come from the people who are like you and know how to do what you sure. do as an instrumentalist, musician, songwriter, whatever you might be. So you want to speak that same language, go out and meet some people that are right there. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, no, it's, sure. like, it's so easy. So when, when you're going out and playing these gigs, because like you said, Ambush is essentially you. You're Ambush. Um, and so you know, you're, you're writing the stuff. You're recording like the stuff. Right, he is. He's the ambush superhero. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, um, but you've surrounded yourself, like you said, with um, with some you know pretty good musicians that that do the live shows with you. Right. When you guys do the live shows, what's the what's the setup like? Is there like you know three people or a hundred people? Do you have an orchestra? <laughs> like you know what's yeah, the, no what's backing the set- tracks? No, what's uh, the setup like? So so right now, Tim Strait, who sings for One Rebellion is the singer. Okay. You know, that's definitely the one thing that I cannot do is okay. is completely front and sing and play guitar and write on, everything. On the recordings, who's singing? On the recordings right now that you have is me okay. singing. Okay. And Tim is going to take yeah, over these vocals. Okay, gotcha. Um, you know, after they're all down. Okay. Um, but he, he's a really good young guy who is, uh, man, we've gone everywhere from Tampa down to Miami and people are just really impressed with Timothy Strait. Nice. Nice. Yeah. 
And then there's just been a multitude of drummers and bass players laying down the, uh, you know, the, the rhythm tracks. That's what we do, just bass, drums, guitar, and, and the vocal. Okay, so four-piece, four-piece, yeah. essentially. A four-piece okay. band. Nice, man. Good yeah. stuff. Well, listen, I think it's about time we listen to some of it. Um, why don't we stick on one of these tunes? All right, let's do it. Five Six One Music is sponsored by Jupiter Inlet Boat Rentals. Jupiter Inlet Boat Rentals and Boat Club is Palm Beach County's premier boat rental company and boat rental club. They have been in continuous operation since the year 2000 on the beautiful waters of Jupiter Inlet. It is the affordable alternative to boat ownership. Their membership club ranks number one in both quality, availability and customer satisfaction. You'll choose from their fleet of boats consisting of deck boats, dual consoles and centre consoles. Rent offshore fishing boats, deluxe cruising boats, and plush deck boats, 
all powered by four-stroke outboard engines. Their vessels are fully equipped for your safety and comfort with styles suitable for ocean and intracoastal use. They are located just two minutes away from the mouth of Jupiter Inlet, which means fast access and the most beautiful stretch of the intracoastal. In fact, no other boat company can match their ideal location. Fishermen will be thrilled to note that sports fishing starts just a quarter mile offshore and the warm Gulf Stream is a mere three miles from the shore. The address is 1095 North A1A, Jupiter, Florida 33477 and you can find it at jupiterinletboatrentals.com. The telephone is 561 741 1212. In their efforts to make boating affordable, they offer rental discount membership programs that do not require a large investment up front. You pay a little to join and pay as you go. Other boat rental clubs take all your money up front, charge a monthly maintenance fee, and hope you never show up. At Jupiter Inlet Boat Club, plans start at 700 to join, and each time you take out a boat, daily fees start at just 249 plus fuel. There are no monthly fees. If you have heard of the Boat Club from 561 Music, please let them know when you call or go there to book a boat, and the friendly staff will take that into account and take care of you. We are also sponsored by Oasis Route. Now, Oasis Route Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road, and it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian route that you grind up and you mix with water, and it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years it's a it's an old thing that um they're used for kind of ceremonial and also um sort of ledger purposes it, it's meant to be something where you know that brings people together um you will take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that it's meant to be something to bring people together it's uh has a kind of an effect which is i guess a kind of a slightly warming effect and uh, just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice it's not particularly intoxicating it's not like drinking alcohol so the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house it's pretty chill in there um you get all sorts of different types of carver bars some of them are more like a club you know this sort of like black light and edm playing and some of them are more like a cafe this is one of the cafe type of ones it's it's super chill in there if you're looking for somewhere to i don't know maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends it's perfect for that kind of thing there's a foosball table in there if that's your jam or baby foot as they call it in france and uh yeah jim the owner is a really cool guy and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast so thank you very very much for that jim they also do a poker night in there all sorts of things going on at oasis root carver bar 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band, and his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, We've run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, We are also a studio 
a live stream venue and we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, But outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio-visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. All right, we're back. So um, the first question we like to ask is, seeing as we've been um, watching the ads and the last one we watched was about Live Music Community, do you have any advice for upcoming musicians? Yeah, I would tell any young kid, and I meet a lot of them, um, stay the course. There's no shortcuts. Okay, if you learn very complex things, remember everything's going to seem boring after that. So work from the bottom up. And most of all is surround yourself with people who think and play like you do. This way you'll always have something in common. Yeah, good advice, man. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I agree with that. Um, one piece of advice which uh, I think is a really good one as well is um, try and play with people who are better than you, you know, because like, that would push you as well. That's a that's a, a great thing, and um, I I, lo- I I love getting the opportunity to play with um, people. Right now, James is um, coming up with some some really inspiring like banjo work that um, is like directly affecting the way I play guitar. You know, and the more you play with other people, the better you get because you're constantly stealing ideas off each other, and you know, there's that interchange of um, of ideas. I love it. Yeah, it's all about playing with other people. I think music. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, uh, the last couple of bands I've been in, everybody's been better than me, and it's made me a better musician. Yeah. I still suck, but it's made me a better musician. <laughs> <laughs> There's no. always somebody better than you. Yeah, exactly. And thank God. Right, yeah. right. Imagine if you were just the best at everything. Life would, would be, be very boring. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, could you tell us a little bit about what the song we just listened to was about? Okay, so the song Disarray is a song that I wrote uh, basically as a, uh, um, a tribute to being in a chaotic lifestyle. Right. Okay, just to constantly have the books falling off the shelves. And it is really about trying to uh, not have too high highs or too many low lows. Right, yeah. Trying yeah, to yeah. find something in the middle and just living in a world of disarray. Gotcha. And be ready for anything. Yeah, okay. That, that, where, um, when it comes to um, the inspiration for the lyrics, um, it's just the, your lived life, right? What you've been going through and just expressing that. The first words are, I'm so high, bring me back. Right. You know, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you know, you, you get into situations where you're, you're, uh, your addictive behavior gets activated and you are basically out of control and you have to learn how to get back into control or you will have problems. Oh, yeah, for sure, mate. So. For sure. It's um, something which uh, I've taken... A couple of things I've taken from my little journey, my very short journey in recovery is... Um, one of them is uh, if you feel like you can't... You're, you're losing control. One of my favorite um, maxims from um, recovery is, like, do the next right thing. 
you know like just whatever the next right thing you should do is focus on that rather than looking at everything all at once and all the chaos in the world just just feel like okay what if i had to do the next thing that is like the right thing to do i'll just do that and then just you know because then it just puts you on a little you know on a on a path rather than feeling like everything's happening all at once. Or you could do everything at once like I do and make yourself crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also is um, the song is about being addicted to living a chaotic lifestyle. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it being actually your norm. Yeah. And um, that's not a good thing. We all can. Yeah, there's there's so much truth in that. I mean, um, and and we've talked about this a few times now where, where... you know, I come in here and I, I seem a little off and, and, and that, and you're like, oh, what's going on? And it's, I, when I don't have a lot of things going on, when I, when I'm just not super busy, I don't feel like myself. Like I feel, I feel the most comfortable when I I have a hundred different things going on and I'm being pulled in 97,000 directions. Yeah. You know, well, it fills your, you know, it fills your mind up. You know, the devil makes work for idle hands. You know, it's like it just just fills fills your brain up with stuff you got to do. So, you know, which honestly, ultimately, it's not very healthy, is it? You know, I'm exactly the same way. I, I, I like to keep busy so that so that you know I've got stuff occupying my mind. But you, I I think you know a, a goal perhaps in life is to be able to sit. You know. With not much going on and be okay with it, uh, yeah. No, you know? I, I I believe wholeheartedly that my life is organized chaos, and and I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. That actually, becomes the drug. Yeah. 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 Just wanting more of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's it's not something you can really keep going consistently without ramifications. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Um, what have you got coming up? Is there anything we should know about? Okay, great. So uh, this Saturday night, which is the 27th of May, we are playing at Mickey's. Uh, we are opening uh, for the Rainbow Tribute Band, and that's at 8 o'clock. Where's Mickey's at? Mickey's is in Pompano. Okay. Okay. Um, on June 10th, like I said, we're going to do that shake and bake nice. with the shake. That's yeah. going to be great. Um, we play at 4 o'clock on that date, Swamp, Swamp Grass Willies. Bring down your food and your cans, support. And then uh, Premier Billiards on June 17th, which is in Coral Springs. Nice. And we play at 9.30 that night. And um, really appreciate you guys, man, just uh, oh, yeah, connecting man. the 954 and the 561 <laughs> has been something that I've been trying to do. Because, yeah, man. Um, you know, you guys are awesome. And, and the bands I heard at your festival were, were really talented. Oh, know? yeah, man. And, uh, that means a lot. We, we, we've run into maximum friction. And, you know, we're blown away, you know, when they yeah. played down – uh, in our area, and um, just seeing you guys and and Rocky's band, that was really good. So I uh, look forward to more of that yeah, in the future. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. How often are you guys? Um, it's not, I mean, it sounds like you're starting to get a, a nice calendar going. You know, how often do you find yourself playing live? Yeah. So right now, I'm just trying to grab anything possible. Yeah. You yeah. know, just it would be nice if it was once a week. Yeah. You know, it'd probably be closer to twice a month. Right. But um, you know, it's really important. Next is is the social media and digital. Uh, you know, presentation of the group, and it's and it's 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 story. You know, yeah, yeah, totally. Is it you who does the social media stuff? No, actually, I'm working with a really good guy named Alberto Gonzalez. I'm going right. to give him a plug. Yeah, uh, he's absolutely. excellent on the digital end, and um, I've put all my confidence into him. And 
what we're getting out on all platforms and mixing things up. So nice. he's a good man. We do the same thing. We have someone who does our social media, Danielle and um, Danielle Michaud, and she is just, that's just huge for us. I, we've, I say it almost every episode, but I just, it has been such... It's just a weight a, of my mind. Yeah, it's just a load off your plate. I mean, you don't have to deal with it. You it's know, full time job. It is yeah. a full time job. And, and if it, you really want it to work, it's it's a full time job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, it is for her. She's so good at it. She's organized and 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 driven with it. You know, in a way that um, you know, I can barely understand. It's yeah, not how no, my brain works. Yeah. No, no, no. She's you know, she's. Uh, She's uh, very, very driven, you know, sending us text messages. You didn't send me this. Yeah, send, exactly. Send me this. We have to, we have to, we have to post about it. And yes, ma'am. And, and, well, <laughs> she understands that's a part of her job, which is wonderful. Oh, you know? no, no. She, she keeps us in check, which is good. Which yeah, is really yeah. Good. No doubt um, about it. So as far as music goes, I know you're, uh, you said you're working on the album. You're releasing that in August. Are we, uh, are we going to get any, uh, any singles before then? Or are you going to try to do, or are you just going to release the album? So we're going to release a single per month through the summer. That's okay. the way to you do know, it. Yeah. Get awesome. to the record, have people at least you know on track with you know three of them creating yeah. that content, man. Yeah, for sure. And uh, hopefully try and build almost like a subscription. You know, not as much as trying to um, get people to buy all the music because that's something that's unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's more about putting the whole brand together. And um, you know, the music is the loss leader at this point. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, after this, it shows merchandise. You know, ultimately, rock and roll is about connecting the music to a spigot, whether it be in a stadium and it says Budweiser or it's in, you know, the local bar, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. You're trying yeah. to find a spigot to get people to listen to your music and have yeah. a good time. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Bottom Absolutely, line. man. Um, so, what we've got coming up is O'Shea's on Friday night. Yep, love that yeah. place. It's one of our local haunts that we love playing there. It always is crazy. Yeah, it's um, always crazy. Let's just hope <laughs> that the girl who wants to play zombie isn't there. That's the only thing. <laughs> and, she, uh, she'll be there. Yeah, you know it. She'll be there. And then I'm going to play zombie just so she can come up and sing. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Um, uh, James and I are playing at the Square Grouper in the uh, in the afternoon on Saturday from three to six. The one in Jupiter. I'm going to come and sit there and heckle you guys. Uh, well, I would, that would be great. <laughs> That'd be so weird. But seeing you not not playing but there would just spin me out so much. Right? It'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Patty Max on Saturday. It's yeah. One of my favorite places to play. Always a good time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like half of the staff of. Half of the staff, half, 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 of, half of the staff. <laughs> they um, they uh, they go to the the car bar that's next next door here. So I see them all the time. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, yeah, it's actually really nice. Um, yeah, and then you got anything else? No, that's it, isn't it? No Sunday shows. So. No Sunday shows. Yeah, and then after that, we have a little um, week hiatus because I am going to England two weekends. Yeah, so yeah. So you're going to you're going to England for a week. Yeah. And uh and then the following weekend I am in Minnesota doing a street painting. So cool. uh, so Minnesota. we're going to Minnesota. So we're going to have uh two no killbillies weekends. Yeah. But wild. next weekend while you're in gallivanting around London and doing your thing, uh my other band Euphobia with Justin and James, we're going to be in and Brandon. We're going to be playing uh, at Swampgrass. That's on right. June third with uh, Young Fiction and the Buck Stops Here, 
And yeah, that will awesome. be yeah, that will be the uh, we were talking. We did a few of these last year, and um, we talked about doing more of them this year. Um, we just hadn't gotten around to it because we were so busy with the festival. Um, but this is going to be the first of uh, five six one music pop up shows. Yeah, come to our so, event. Yeah, man. So we're gonna we're gonna start putting little pop up shows here and there, different venues, um, two, three, four bands, you know, that kind of thing, and and, and do our thing. So. Absolutely. And um, Euphobia is such a, a great band. Um, it's we're a lot a of fun. Ridiculous band, but I love it. I know. I always <laughs> make the argument that youth guys think you're weirder than you are. It is very listenable music. Uh, it is pretty weird. It's pretty weird, but it's not like it's not like problematic weird. No, no, you no. Know, it's, it's great. definitely not problematic weird, but it, <laughs> yeah. but it is pretty weird. Yeah, it's yeah. Weird. We I mean, just don't. The it, the thing is, it's not that it's weird. We just don't seem to fit with anybody else. Right. So booking a night, you know, when I try to put the band in, you know, booking a night with other bands, I. I we we find it very difficult. There's one or two other local bands that that we could play with that kind of fit us. Yeah, that's it. So you know when you're trying to put a night together, if it doesn't work out that you can play with those bands that particular night, you end up doing something like what we did here, where we're just like, all right, well, it's just a. Uh, uh, you know, it's a multi-genre night. You know, like we, we've got you've got yeah. us, and you've got uh, Young Fiction, who's you know like more pop punk, yeah. And then you've got um, the Buck Stops here, which is kind of like a little bit like a reggae, reggae rock punk t- situation, yeah, reggae yeah, punk, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, it it works, but but it's you we know. were talking about that this weekend, weren't we? Because um, you know, there, there was a little bit of a hunt for uh, for for someone who was who sounded like the same as you guys, and um. And you could have gone sort of one or two directions. Go, go with bands that all sound the same, or yeah. just throw caution to the wind and just have, like you said, a multi-genre night. Yeah, and and that's where we ended up going. I mean, we tried to get uh, we we tried to get Muggles, um, but Justin Giannutos, who plays drums for them, now lives in Chicago. So they Muggles, only... he sings in Muggles. Oh, he sings. Yeah, oh, yeah. Why well, I thought he played drums, <laughs> but we uh, but they you know they so they only do like couple of shows a year now because he lives in chicago right yeah. and then uh, try to get zoo peculiar um yeah. but they somebody was out of town and, and something uh, like that's that so, so we great couldn't, yeah so um so yeah so we ended up uh us young fiction and um buck stops here i need so to start a, a side show. project that sounds like you guys so you got someone to play with <laughs> right 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 i'm gonna write but, some, some but like yeah Kenny, that's the kind of thing like you know um you know with us doing like the pop-up shows that's the kind of thing we were talking about is you know setting up these nights where where there's like you know two three four bands and 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 then you can go to a, a club or a venue and say you know uh, i have a night for you you know i, I not just 30 minutes of music you know I have a night for you and that's it's usually pretty successful if you can if you can go in there and say look I got four bands and everybody's gonna pull in you know five ten people we're bringing 40 people to your place you know yeah whatever it is I think you know with with these with these venues that um generally put on cover bands I found the only thing that they really don't want is like really 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 super hard like kind of deathcore and stuff like that right. like if you can get people in the door they'll pretty much put on anything just as long as you can convince them it's going to work yeah. you know yeah it's just a question of convincing them it's going to work but um i have to say it's been very nice to chat to you we met the other day yeah. and um it's been really nice to actually sit down and, and talk to you and uh your story is um well it's very sad but it's also inspirational and i really appreciate you coming and talk- talking to us about it yeah for sure i had a blast yeah, man. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you for what you're doing for the scene. I oh, mean, man. Yeah, no worries. You know, we have to, uh, we have to bond together to make this music thing happen. 
Absolutely, dude. Yeah. No doubt about it. And the best of luck to you. I'm sure you don't need it. You, you've got a great product and great band. And, um, yeah, I, I guess that's it. So like and subscribe. Go yep. on our website, all that stuff. Yep. And uh, we shall see you next time. Sounds like a plan. All right. Peace out.